0: of you know the terminology of ghosting in terms of dating and relationships, right? We all know ghosting is abruptly ending communication with someone without explanation. But what about real ghosts? I mean, in the paranormal sense, do you believe that there are some things we don't have control of necessarily, but if we channel a certain spirituality or energy, it could have a profound effect on dating and relationships? So I want to talk about that today. I mean, you know, I'm not a woo-woo girl. You guys know this, but I do believe that there are lots of ways to tap into ourselves. You know, it's natural for our human selves and our spiritual selves to want someone kind and loving and compatible to share our life with. And obviously there's no shortage of potential soulmates, right? There, there are people all over the place, but yet so many of us find it so hard to find true love. But obviously there are obstacles and and most likely that's usually what gets in your way and you need to overcome them before you can enjoy the type of relationship you've always dreamed of. And that's where possibly your angels and your spirituality may come in. Now, as a therapist, I would say that the obstacles that get created are from past experiences that hinder your ability to move past toxic patterns and relationships, But how you break those patterns is what I want to talk about. So what if you could tap into something in a more spiritual sense that would help you manage those experiences. I want to share something personal with you. You know, I remember doing a lot of things to heal after my divorce. And um, I've shared some things on the podcast. Obviously, you you guys know that. But there's something I've never shared until I started thinking about the show and the guests that I have on today. I remember wanting to get some answers after I, you know, went through the divorce And I think for me, it was a way of reaching for some certainty when everything felt really uncertain. And I just had this deep desire to know that I will be okay and that I will find love again. So I went to a medium and it was the first time I've ever went. And I have to say there were a lot of things she said to me that really helped me feel more secure and assured and that actually came true. But one thing that she said really stood out. She asked me point blank, and it was, it was literally out of nowhere. She said, What's with the horses? I said, What? Well, I mean, what do you mean? And she said again, I mean, what is with you and horses? And I paused. I, I really couldn't figure out what she was talking about. And then it hit me. And I told her, well, actually when I was nine years old, I was thrown from a horse. I was at camp um, and we went horseback riding with my cousin. And I always was kind of scared of horses. But so I, I asked specifically for a nice horse and out of the barn came this angelic white horse. And she, you know, the horse looked really nice and I was, I was happy. And so I got on the horse, but everything started going wrong. So In the middle of our trail, the horse started trotting when the other horses were just, you know, kind of galloping along. And then it would go really fast when the other horses weren't. And then all of a sudden, like a bat out of hell, my horse just shot off into the distance, threw me off. And I was hanging on the side of the horse like a showgirl upside down. And I I still remember this. Um, and I had a choice, either I let go or I stay on. So I I chose to let go. Thank God the horse didn't trample on me. And I, I think I ripped my skin in my hand, but the point is I never got back on a horse after that. I was so scared. And she looked at me after I told her that story. And she said, with a stern look, that's what's holding you back. It's, it's holding you back in every aspect of your life. Your trepidation and fears around getting back on that horse is congruent with your fears of being successful in your career and relationships. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And honestly, like it continues to stick with me today. And full disclosure, I did not get back on the horse, but- I'm happy to say I did get back on a donkey, so baby steps. It was the same sensation and feeling. And I have to say that after that, things did start working for me. And my confidence grew in my relationships, obviously, and in my career. So was it really the horse? Right. Or was it a metaphor to being stuck in a place of fear that prevented me from moving on with my life and my relationships? Well, with me today is someone pretty special. I love this girl. Um, And she knows exactly how to open up your focus to the spiritual realm and how to possibly use that to transform your life in some way. She is a celebrity psychic who has been featured by BuzzFeed, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox. Oh my God, she's all over the place. She's a clairvoyant, psychic medium, writer, actress, model, producer, writer, singer, speaker. What does she not do? Um, but you know, at the end of the day, she really helps receive guidance and communicate with loved ones. She's the author of seven books. And she hosts a podcast, which I just went on and had the privilege of doing so. It's called Healing Powers Podcast, on which she interviews experts on healing, metaphysical, and spiritual topics. So you definitely have to check that out. Ever since she was a child, she has been seen and sense ghosts and spirits, and she has learned how to manage those experiences using this ability to connect with angelic and other realms. She now uses her experience communicating with angels, spirits, and other energy beings to help her clients better understand and change their lives. Welcome, Laura
1: Michelle Powers. Thanks so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to reconnect with you. Oh my
0: God. Reconnect. Actually. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 because is the funny thing. We had uh, connected when you'd been on my show years ago, and then our circles were kind of brought back together. And it was like, oh. (laughs) Well,
0: yes. And we were joking just earlier how Mm -hmm. I feel like you used kind of that intuition, that psychic thing Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) to channel us back together again. Right? (laughs) So true. Yeah, Yeah. We definitely get signs and messages from the universe and there's always a reason. So if you just honor that and Follow the sort of bread comes, so to speak <laughs> well really
0: cool no that's that's a really good way of framing it too because I mean people who listen to my show they know that I talk about that a lot like in ways of like changing your perspective or looking for things that can help you move forward but um I know my audience is super interested in your backstory and I I would love to hear just you you shared a little bit with me but I, I'd love to hear your story and how you got into all this
1: Oh, yeah. So ever since I was little, I've seen and sensed ghosts and other beings. And very much like if you've seen the movie The Sixth Sense, where the little boy, you know, he sees ghosts. And many cases, the ghosts looked so solid to me, they looked like live people. Hmm. So it was confusing for me because. I could tell other people didn't see these things. And sometimes I realized I was dealing with, you know, a a not alive situation. (laughs) Sometimes I didn't. So I thought maybe I was crazy. I decided just to keep it all to myself. And I basically just tried to ignore everything as best as I could. And, you know, fast forward in time. And as I grew older into adolescence and then adulthood, my gifts and abilities just grew stronger and stronger. And now I know that's just because this is a real part of my life path and purpose is, Mm. you know, understanding and working with this realm and and being a psychic. But at that time I just honestly thought of all this as like really a hassle, an issue, a problem. And I could be what's called a trance medium. Hmm. And that's when a spirit literally comes into a psychic's body and communicates through them. So I choose not to do that. I want my body for me. I don't, you know, I like to have that boundary place, but because I didn't know how to set those boundaries, I literally had spirits trying to take over my body. It was like intense and traumatic, (laughs) and Mm. you know, not fun. And so I just did the only thing that I knew how to do was I, I tried to shut it out. And, uh, I, you know, lived my life very analytically at that point. And I, I will say I, I did have one experience, which at least helped confirm that I was not crazy a family friend described a ghost I'd seen, but never told anyone about. And so, you know, it was like one hand comforting because, okay, I'm not crazy. But on the other hand, like, wow, I don't really have the tools to to handle all of this. So I shut it out and fast forward many years and I ended up in a bad place in my life. I was in a an unhealthy marriage, I was unemployed as the recession was hitting. I was physically sick. I was just emotionally a mess. And I went to a psychic just to try to figure out what the heck to do because, you know, my marriage is falling apart. The economy is falling apart. I was Mm -hmm. sick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, what do I do? What's going on? And she, of course, without me telling her, explained how when I had shut out my abilities, I shut out my intuition. So, you know, that made sense to me. And I set about the process of psychically opening back up and taking classes. And I really did it at that point in my life just to manage my life, to try to just kind of get back on my feet and just figure out what was what. And of course, as soon as I started taking classes, it became really clear from my guidance that this is something that I was meant to do professionally and for work. And so I kind of went kicking and screaming (laughs) into this. (laughs) Uh, and you know my background at that time in work was in uh, political science and government. I mean, you oh my god, farther. that's so oh, different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, no, my master's is in poli sci. I worked at the president's office of universities. I, you know, was in, I was an elected or appointed official. I ran for office. Um, I was a state delegate and the National Assembly and Convention. Like I was in politics (laughs) and government. And so it was kind of like putting on a totally different brain or something. Like I I was really Mm -hmm. out of my element, but it just, the more I got into this world, the more it became clear to me that that was definitely a better path for me. So, wow. I started doing it for work, and very quickly, people were like, Wow, you're really good at this. And it just grew very organically. And then, you know, fast forward many years, and, you know, this is definitely my main income. I, I'm definitely creative as well. So, I, you know, act and model and do all kinds of, you know, other things as well. But, uh, real through line for me is that psychic piece. And even like when I write music or I write books or whatever, a lot of it's channeled that's coming in through that psychic ability. And, you know, I did not think of myself that way. I didn't want to be that way. So I really understand when people really think of that as kind of like out of left field and they don't feel comfortable with it. But the way I like to present it now is when you tap into your intuition and your own abilities, then what you're doing is just better. You're being better able to navigate through your life. And so Mm -hmm. I think when we think of it that way, it's like a no brainer. (laughs) Do I want to, do I want an easier life? Yes, I do. And so yeah. is, one
0: of
1: the things I do now, I do readings for people to help get them guidance. I teach people how to use their own intuition and abilities and then also how to manifest because mm-hmm. once you understand how this works, then you can create amazing things. Do you want to travel the world and be a jet setter? Do you want you know, to work with celebrities and be on television? Like whatever you want, <laughs> lots of money. Like these things are things that we can create once we know how the universe works and how to navigate within it.
0: I love that. That's I, I, like, I had chills as you were telling your story.
1: Um, and
0: the thing that that's interesting as you're talking, and that comes to me too, is it's about trust of yourself as well. And you know, like listening to your story, I think all of us sometimes shut out things that we know are deep inside, but we don't trust ourselves, right? And so we'll shut it off or we'll try to be something that we're not. And I think that's part of that tapping into the intuition is is trusting that you have that and that you will make good decisions and judgments. And when you feel something, like trust that. Um, I wonder like, you know, for you, especially as you were going through your journey, like how did that impact and show up in your love life?
1: Oh my gosh, in every way. In fact, Uh, really key to me starting all this was my marriage that fell apart. And, you know, I was born into um, an unhealthy, uh, you know, somewhat abusive situation uh, Mm. when I was a child. And, you know, that's when our sort of ideas of relationships are formed. And even though I knew that those situations were not what I wanted on a conscious level, I think I still went and created that. And then on an even deeper level, these are lifetime patterns, like multiple lifetime patterns that I'm working on resolving. Like it's not even just about this life, it goes deeper. Mm -hmm. So on a very deep level, for example, one of the patterns that I was working on shifting was that I don't need to kind of heal, save and rescue everybody. And that really manifested hard in my relationship, because I married a man where there was a lot of, you know, healing Mm. (laughs) that could have, you know, been happening and and been helpful. But, you know, instead of uh, focusing on, you know, what do I want and need, you know, what is healthy. I just blindly was going into situations trying to help and heal. And when we are not doing our spiritual purpose, a lot of times we try to do that in our romantic relationships. Mm. So you see that a lot with people where they're like, they're not focusing on their sort of spiritual path work career. And then they're trying to do all of that in their personal relationships. So so romantic or otherwise. And for me, it was just fascinating because as soon as I started to do work as a psychic, like my romantic relationship shifted immediately. I mean, I I left my marriage and and even not wanting to create another situation, that was really key to me uh, getting my training because one of the main reasons I started taking Psychic training and development was because I was like, wow, I do not want to ever get into a relationship like that again. Mm. Period. Mm -hmm. How can I see this coming? Because, you know, I got into a a relationship where I just was blind to the things that were under the surface. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. these things were not immediately apparent, you know, but they were nevertheless there. And so uh, I think it's very important for all of us to learn to see, you know, what's hidden. What is really going on? And so these things will really show up hard in our romantic relationships if we don't address them.
0: Oh my gosh and it go it does go back to that thing that we're familiar with cuz you know you might, yeah. be, you get attracted to things that you just know and so the fact that you got attracted to a guy who needed healing and and rescuing you're like oh I know this I know how to do this <laughs> this is well, right like yeah, and it's totally. it's kind of that role that we all default to because it's either a described role that we got growing up not that we put it on ourselves it could be placed on us just for various reasons. So, well, I'm curious and in in, 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 relation to even for yourself and how you help others, are there certain strategies
1: you teach to recognize, you know, how to break these patterns and get past it? Oh, absolutely. And the other thing I just feel is really important to say is yeah. ultimately, you know, even my perception of like, oh, I'm trying to heal someone else was like, oh my gosh, this is actually all about me needing to heal my need to focus on others. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, right. That's ultimately what it comes down to. I think, you know, to help shift those patterns, that is what we really need to look at is we Mm -hmm. tend to focus on others and what they need. And every time I check in with the guidance, it's like, okay, what do we need to shift in ourselves? And so psychic tools, intuition is really helping us with that. And a lot of empaths um, will fall into this. And, and I think most women are at least someone empathic. Are you familiar with that term empath?
0: Yes, yes. But but maybe the audience could use a refresher because, and actually as you're talking, because there's a lot of terminology, right? We have empath, we have paranormal, intuition, spirituality. And I don't know like if, if you distinguish that as you talk. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: an empath, you can think of as a a psychic ability. Um, But Mm -hmm. I think most people are familiar and comfortable with the term, which is, you know, feeling other people's emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So we all have a degree of that, you know, you walk into a room and you can kind of feel the energy of the room or someone's sad, you you know, you can kind of feel what's going on with them. And just some people have this to a much greater degree than others. So I'm like super empathic to the, uh, to the point for me where I can literally feel people's physical pain in my body, you know, wow. know what's going on with them. I don't have to be in the same room. It can be, you know, I, I once manifested my um husband's panic attack while I was across the country. <laughs> Oh Maybe my gosh. You know, so there's levels of this, but essentially at its core, it's feeling other people's emotions and energy in your body. And psychic abilities, it's like most things, there's a range. You know, there's always going to be like these amazing people at arts and athletics or whatever. And then some, you know, most people can make a, some kind of drawing or, you know, do some kind of athletics, but, you know, not everyone's going to be at that same like Olympic level. Right. And so mm-hmm. everyone has some degree of empathy you know, and it's somehow it's way higher. The trick with being an empath is that a lot of people don't recognize it. Meaning you just mm-hmm. tend to feel what you feel and you think, oh, this is mine. But the trick with empaths is that is not the case at all. You are basically like a psychic sponge, like absorbing uh, from other people uh-huh. and you have to learn how to clear it out. So this was really key to my journey. So if you're an empath, this this is a pattern that in a pitfall that many women in particular fall into. You feel that pain as if it's yours. So what happens is let's say you you come across someone who's very wounded, you know, has a lot of pain and you feel that pain like it's yours. So what do you try to do, you try to fix it, but you, you know, mm-hmm. you're not recognizing that the internal pain is coming externally, but you can sense on some level that that person needs healing. So what do you do? You focus on healing that person. And that is so distracting because that just doesn't work. And what is most effective thing is to release that pain and energy that you've taken on and then focus on healing and shifting that pattern of you trying to fix another person instead of shifting what's internal. So the first thing is just becoming aware of what's yours and what's not yours. Because for most people, this is so unconscious. They have no awareness of it. It's just this kind of automatic programming. Like the background software program running on a computer. And that was the case for me. Like, if you had asked me, I wasn't like, oh, I'm trying to heal this situation. Like I just got into this relationship, but that's absolutely what's happening on a deeper level.
0: No. And that is congruent with even, you know, what I teach people with dating. That awareness stage is huge. And when it clicks, like when you finally... I like it's that aha moment. We're like, Oh, this is, I, I didn't notice this before. I didn't see this before that, that really, I think is the first stage to the change. So that's super cool. I have a question though, about the awareness sure. in, in the sense that you're talking about, because I see that there's a lot of fear around why people don't see it. Right. So like maybe tapping into it is too scary. Figuring out what's theirs. Like do you find that?
1: And like how do you get around that? Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, I yeah. think it's the number one. And and by the way, this what I call coming out of the psychic closet, which was to <laughs> honor and uh, acknowledge this was probably the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. And I've done some pretty crazy things in my life. So that says a lot. Uh but yeah, it's very common. I think, you know, we are not taught about this stuff. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of fear one of my sort of missions, I feel is is to help people understand, tap into this from an earlier age. So I work a lot with mothers and their children, mm-hmm. they, you know, teach, um, you know, I, I recently uh, was teaching meditation to, to children as young as, you know, two, <laughs> mm-hmm. that, you know, this is something that once we learned about it, it is not scary, but there's a lot of um, fear wrapped up in it in our society. And a part of it is a a fear of the unknown. Let's say anything that's unknown, um, you know, we tend to want to stay away from, but actually the best thing, the safest thing is to know what's there so that we can handle it. And so Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, slinking away or putting on the blinders, okay, what's there? And then how do I get the tools to be safe in this situation. So I think that's really when I went into my sort of dark night of my soul, when I was physically sick, you know, my marriage falling apart, unemployed, no money. Uh, you know, that was because I was ignoring everything. It was like I don't want to see this. It's kind of like sticking your head in the sand or just, you know, yeah. putting on blinders and earplugs and just being la 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 I can't hear fine. you. I can't see you. <laughs> yeah. And what that led to, it took a while, but that led to this kind of you know crash mm. of my whole life. And mm. what what I then had to learn was like, oh okay, this is there. It might seem scary, but how do I become empowered to face it so that it Mm -hmm. no longer elicits the fear? And I think that's when we not only are not afraid, but that's when we can manifest and create amazing things in our life because we're not letting our fear rule us.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. So then you, let's say you do get past the fear and you have that awareness. You said there's another step after that
1: yeah I think developing the awareness um, and then using your tools and mm-hmm. then following up and paying attention to that. so what is it mm-hmm. that's there? you know why is this scary, and then how do I shift uh, release the fear and move forward so a mm-hmm. lot of the things that honestly seem really scary to us it they it's It's really not scary when you analyze it from a, a spiritual perspective. Like, I'm a clairvoyant, which means I see, I literally see, like, you know, demons, entities, ghosts, things like that. I also mm-hmm. see angels and, and lovely things. But a lot of the things that seem the scariest twists are actually the most weak. Um, in fact, they're ah. using that fear because they're powerless on their own. So hmm. it's it's a really important thing to think about. And also, because women are naturally very empathic, and I feel like a lot of your listeners are women, we tend to pick up fear that's not ours, but then we, man, you know, we manifest from it. We act like it's ours instead of being like, Oh, is this mine? I need to release it so that I can really focus on what's truly for me. And when we do that, we are just taking on everyone's problems. And not only that, we are not also stepping into our biggest, brightest vision for ourselves that we can have.
0: You know, it's so interesting as you're talking, I'm thinking about like, cause I did a whole episode and talking about shape shifting and how sometimes mm. people shape and shift into something that, that they know others want to see of them, that it's not really oh, them, right? Yes. It's not the authentic stuff of what they want. Now I talk about it in a different sense than you, but I think the outcome is the same is that they're not really who they are and not kind of being in that, that trust of what it is they want or expressing it so that they, yeah, they're spending so much energy on that, that it it becomes
1: exhausting
0: trying to please other people and be something they're not.
1: Oh my gosh. I think this is a huge issue for women, mm-hmm. definitely a huge issue for empaths. And absolutely, uh, you know, when you are trying to be whatever everyone else needs, you don't even know what you are. And that was a huge process I went through. So my undergrads in theater, um, I, I literally made my act, my living as an actress. Um, while I was building my psychic business, I was working as an actress. So like I, I did this on stage and in life. <laughs> Uh it was like, what is, what is required in this role for me? Like, what do I need to do? And, and I was so good at it that I didn't even know kind of who I was or what I wanted. And I think a lot of women do this Mm -hmm. where you so automatically are programmed to like be what everyone else needs and wants that we've lost ourselves. And one of the things that working on your intuition learning to clear other people's energy outside of your field is it helps you get back to you and you can't really navigate if you're old, if you're like kind of living what other people want for you so that was the whole thing that led to this crash too was like I was living the life that I was quote-unquote supposed to live that everyone mm-hmm. thought I should okay you know husband check nice house check mm-hmm. um, degree check of uh, you know desired job check like <laughs> all the boxes right yeah and then what that led to was absolutely
0: misery. <laughs> <laughs> That's well said. Yeah. And and for those of you listening, like how that plays out, what she's talking about, and what we're, you know, saying when you're not authentically you is that you then attract lopsided relationships. So this goes back to the narcissist yeah. or the fixer uppers or, you know, people who are right. toxic or emotionally unavailable people, you know, that kind of thing, because you're not coming from what you need. You want your feelings. And, and so that this is so, so important. Well, I wonder then from here, because you talked about manifestation, I think it's so powerful. And I know you do some exercises to manifest a lot of things in your life. Like, what are some ways that we can manifest then, like the positive
1: things moving forward? Yeah. And I regularly teach this, like I have a class next week on manifesting, a live event. And I also have a manifesting course that's on my website that you can do on your own. That's self-paced. You can do anytime, video, audio, and handouts. So there's, I mean, there's, this is something that you can get into. There's so many exercises, and things you can do. And, but the first thing I'm going to say is not even an exercise, but it's literally just paying attention Mm -hmm. to what you are saying yes to in your life. And that includes, you know, how you treat yourself. So the analogy I give people is that our lives are very much like a Netflix queue. Do you watch Netflix?
0: Do I? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So
1: You know, there's this algorithm, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever you watch you get, they get sent suggestions. Like there's, here's what's suggested. Oh, you. right. Yeah. So yeah. This, is, this is really, really important because the universe is constantly responding to our choices of what we quote unquote watch, what we choose mm-hmm. for ourselves. So the first thing with manifesting that is the most important thing, uh, period, is that we are choosing things in our lives that are aligned with what we want to have. So if you are choosing things, taking action on things that are not what you want, it's going to be very difficult to shift. So it's important that we pay attention to that. And that starts with ourselves because Mm -hmm. how we treat ourselves is like one of those algorithm things. If you don't treat yourself with love, if you don't treat yourself that what you want matters, if you don't take time to take care of them yourself, you know, the universal response in kind. So you will get people that don't treat you well. You will get people that don't care about what you think or feel. So it all starts with us and how we're treating ourselves and the choices that we're making day by day. And then on a, you know, sort of, Like level of, you know, here, what are some tools that you can do? Gratitude is really important. Thinking about Mm -hmm. what you want. Here's a simple thing that everyone can do. Like, what are the pain points in your life? Thinking about it? And then what can you shift? And then regularly running through the things um, that you are grateful for and and include those things in the future that haven't happened yet. (laughs) Something. I'm so yes. grateful for this, whatever thing that I have right now. I'm so grateful for this thing that I had in the past. I'm so grateful for this Academy Award, you know, whatever those things
0: are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just
1: yes. Just like running through them and then just act like it's all right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, you know, and I'm glad that you're backing that up because, I mean, you know, you hear people talk about that and it really does work. It, it, it's almost like seeing yourself mm-hmm. in a movie and yes. watching yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think sadly, a lot of times, especially if you've had like a run of bad relationships or dating experiences, you watch a really bad movie. And so you think that, you know, every movie that you watch from now on is going to be bad. It's like that Netflix metaphor that you said. So of course you're going to just keep seeing bad movies, you know? And so what can you do to create that new vision for yourself? But it starts with that mentality of abundance rather than being in that scarcity mindset or the victim mode. So this, this stuff that you're talking about is so powerful. It's like tangible, and I really encourage like everyone to, to, to check out your course and everything that
1: you're offering. Cause it's something that you could practice every day. Right. Oh, absolutely. And it is amazing when you start doing this, the things that'll change. So mm-hmm. manifesting is very much like a muscle, you know, when you start out and, you know, you're not gonna, you know, be an Olympic athlete right away. Like you just think you have to start and, yes. you know, and then build up. But once you start to develop trust, it's amazing what happens. And I am manifesting. So so quickly now and wow. it's lovely and I but and I don't think that I'm special in this way. I just have practiced it. And so just know things that you think may be impossible. Like when I started this, I was literally broke, unemployed, um, you know, homeless in the sense of that I literally had no I like I went living with my parents again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, conning me was horrible. I was emotionally wrecked. I was physically sick. I was on sleeping pills, like, you know, <laughs> everything oh pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah, so, to go from traveling around the world, you know, working with celebrities, you know, making my own schedule, um, making good money, you know, having a team of, you know, people that work for me, like all of these things, whatever you desire, you can create this. Oh,
0: that's so uplifting and empowering. <laughs> and you are such a light really. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your, I mean, they're truly gifts. They really are gifts and I, I hear it. So
1: are there any other,
0: yeah, things that you want to share with my audience or how they can find you? Please
1: let them know. Yeah, I think we all have so much, you know, at our disposal, so much we can access our own abilities. We have an incredible team of, you know, non-human angels and guides that we can call on and ask for help. Like, and plus we all have way more that we can access here in the, in the physical plane, um, as well. And we can do so much more than we've been taught. And it's just important mm-hmm. to aim high. I feel like a lot of people struggle because they're aiming too low and your soul mm-hmm. just doesn't get excited. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, when it's it's like, what is what lights your soul and on fire? What you know gets you passionate, and when you can really harness that and tap into that, that's when really incredible things gonna happen. And it may feel hard at first. We're doing this kind of. Um, soul kind of emotional work is is not easy, but the rewards are so worth it. So I really encourage everyone to do that. Whatever they're feeling guided to, you know, explore it. And if you want to learn more about me and this psychic work, my website is healingpowers.net. My podcast is Healing Powers Podcast. And you can find me on all those social media channels, Facebook at Healing Powers, Instagram, at Laura Powers 44.
0: Oh, awesome! Thank you so much, and well, yeah, we'll definitely have to have you on again too. There's so much more I want to know. Yay. Yay. This has been the Christmas yeah, potion. I'd love to come back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I'm your host, y'all. You know that, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you listen to this and you realize your fears are preventing you from finding love, you know, reach out to Laura, reach out to me. I As always, we'll put the link to a free breakthrough call so that I can help you and map out a strategy. And stay tuned until next week with more tips and how to feel and look fabulous every day.